Hallelujah to the Lamb. We are live to our uh, Express Thoughts, second edition of our new podcast. And uh, I pray that the blessing and the grace of the Almighty God to surround us, to bless us with understanding and uh, with the comprehension that we might be able in these times to trust in the word of the Lord. I welcome you all and I invite you to be part of our ministry, to be part of what we are doing as uh, working in the kingdom of the Lord. I invite you to help us in prayers and to together to come before the Almighty God in humbleness with thanksgiving in our hearts to trust and to put our 100% trust in the Lord. We are living these times that uh, will bring upon humanity waves of fear, interferences and influences that will try to manipulate and will try to deceive many people. But our hope is in Christ. Thank you for tuning in, and I pray that this session, this time that we're going to spend together for a few moments this evening in Phoenix, Arizona, at night in other parts of the world, or uh, in the morning in other parts of the world. Wherever we are, I'm praying that the hand of the Almighty God to surround you. My name is Mike Ilway. I'm the founder of uh, this podcast, The Express Starts. I come before you with humbleness, trusting in the Lord, that He will help me to be able to bring the reality of life to the reality of what's happening around us. And the word of the living God, the word of God will be there for us. At the beginning of this year, from the very beginning, from January, I, I pray to God to help me to talk to the people and to have this message of it's time to return home. It's time to return to the foundation of the word of the living God. It's time to return to the root that was planted and seated in the depth of our soul by the grace and mercy of the Almighty God and His steadfast love. Many times in this journey of life, though I like to say, we are exposed to come face to face to the reality of life. And I pray that God in His grace and His mercy to help us in this reality of life that surround us and encapsulate us to put our trust in the Lord. I pray and in humbleness I come before the Almighty God. I say, oh God, in these times, by the power of the Holy Ghost, 
by the power of the Holy Spirit, help us to come back to the foundation. And uh, on this subject tonight, I want to talk to you about the reality that surrounds us and also the reality that is within, within us. And uh, I will take you a few moments in the world of the living God. And uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when he was with the disciples, many people came to talk to him. He delivered them, he healed them, and he brought the message of salvation to the humanity as a commandment received from the Almighty God, from his Father. But in the time of Jesus, as in the times of today, there will always be people that will come to test, to check, to search. That's why the, the dangerous thing that can happen is because when someone is thirsty, and someone is hungry, and someone is searching, he becomes vulnerable to open himself up or herself up to waves of influences that come against the soul of the humanity. But nevertheless, here is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Pharisee, the scribes, the Sadducees, they came to Jesus to test him and to ask him questions. Maybe they'll cut him up on some misunderstandings of those times that he lived in. And they came before the Lord. And here in Matthew 22, I want to read the word. And then we're going to go on the topics. To God be the glory. When the Pharisee heard that he had silenced the Sadducee, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, among all, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him, to test the Lord Jesus Christ. And the lawyer, the Pharisee, said, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest. Which is the highest commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God. Hallelujah. With all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, strength. This is the greatest commandment. And the first command. And the second one, Jesus say, is like it. Carry the same strength, the same power, the same authority, like the first one. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Because on these two commandments hangs all the law and the prophets. 
And here, in this example, we see that the Pharisees, one lawyer, comes before the master, trying to test him, trying to bring Jesus Christ into, into a trap, tell him about if there's any commandments higher than others' commandments. The word of God is yes and amen. But here comes the testing. Is something more important than others? Is something more higher than others? And uh, Jesus Christ say, this is the first commandment. There's no other greater commandment than uh, that you, you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And then going further, they say, I'll bring you another one that has the same authority, the same power, to love your neighbor as yourself. And here comes the word I like to say through the express thoughts. Here comes the reality that surrounds us. One of the things says that how I can love my neighbor as I love myself on the reality we can hear all around us. People in distress, in disappointments, in the troubles of life. They say, I hate myself. So here comes a question. How can you love your neighbor as yourself? On yourself produces a hateful feeling towards your own inner being as a human, as a living and breathing expression. So here, the word that brings life, the word of Jesus Christ. So love your neighbor. Love those around you as yourself. And here comes the confusion of the mind, the confusion of the life itself. How can I love someone when I hate myself because of my disappointments of life, because of my turbulence of life, because of the distress of life? I hate myself. So because I hate myself, I will not be able to love someone as myself because all produce hate, resentment, bitterness. And this is the reality that needs to be addressed on these times of influences and powers comes to deceit and to steal from the depths of our soul the joy of salvation. And uh, I had a, a message one day and as I was preaching this message to a group of believers, we, know, we all know the parable of the sower. And uh, here comes 
the questions, someone hear the word of the living God. And someone receive the word of the living God. Someone is happy, is full of joy. And then he says that when that person does not understand, say the evil one comes and is snatching away, he steals the word from the depth of his heart. So as a subject of a reality that needs to be addressed, and I pray that the word of the living God will help us to address these realities that surround us through the light, through the guidance of the Holy Ghost that comes from the power of the word of the living God. Understanding is very important. Comprehension is very important. And there comes the second part. How I can understand on the word that says, do not lean on your own understandings. Then we have to understand that we have to bypass our capacity, our ability, of our logical process, of our mental health, to come before the Almighty God, to say, God, and your grace and your mercy in the name of Christ, by the power of the Holy Ghost, would you release a heavenly understanding at the level of the Spirit into my soul, that I'll be able to understand the word of the living God that produces life. He always produces life. But this was just a, a small parenthesis on the topic that I wanted to touch today. How can we love one another when we are hating ourselves? Let's stop hating ourselves. Let's come the way we are in the midst of the turbulence of life, in the midst of the distress of life, in the midst of everything else that happens around us. Let's come before the grace and the mercy of the Almighty God, the way we are, that you will bless us, and you will help us to go forward, guided by the power and authority of the world. The first commandment, which is the, he says that is the greatest war. And then if someone has that ability, that gift and the capacity to fulfill this commandment, he says that he fulfills all, which is something very, very, I can say very impossible. As long as we live and breathe our expression of life on this earthly realm, a temporary journey of life, influence by the power of darkness, influence by our own inner feelings, emotions, and influence by everything else around us. It will be a, a journey that will produce distress and turbulence. But it's now lost because our Creator, He knows the inner thoughts, inner feeling of our lives.
few moments I want to talk to you about love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your mind, and uh, with uh, all your soul. I'll call this few moments of these topics the alignment, the alignment of our internal elements of life that resides within us, that was bestowed upon us, created in us by the power of the world, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the hands of the Almighty God. And we have to understand that between our heart, between our soul, between our spirit, between our mind, it has to be a alignment. Because in the beginning, when uh, the first man created Adam, using the prince of the Almighty God, and the Garden of Eden, I do believe at that moment, all these elements of life that resided, that was created for the function, for the purpose of the first man created, they were aligned. But then on corruption, disobedience, only fell short of the glory of God, I believe that between our mind, between our heart, between our soul, between our spirit, it became a misalignment. And how, how, in truth, I wanted to love God with all my heart. I proclaimed that I wanted to love God with all my heart. I declared that I wanted to love God with all my mind. But in truth, how can I love God with all my heart, 100% of my heart, while or when my own heart can be influenced, corrupted, compromised by my own heart's feelings, willpower, emotions, desires. How can I love my God with all my heart? Or maybe 10% of my heart is under the power of my mind. How can I love the Lord my God with all my mind, with all my understandings? When my understanding is exposed to corruption and to be influenced by the desire of my heart. This is the reality. And uh, the word of God says that our hearts and the intent of our hearts from the first day we are born is an evil intent. And then I can take you back to the word of the living God. 
And the man of God was crying to God, say, Oh God, who can ascend, who can go up to the mountain of the Almighty God? And then the answer comes and says, He or those with a pure heart. And now comes this question, this thought, expressed thoughts. How can I have a pure heart when my heart, from the, my first day of breathing life on this earth, is the intent of the heart, is evil? This I don't say, says the word of the living God. So I'm trying to bring you to the reality of our lives. Because when we approach the throne room of the Almighty God on humbleness, when we recognize that we cannot do this, we will come on humbleness before God, say, God, I'm in your hand. I wanted to, but you know that I'm falling short from the glory of God. So this is the, the reality. And uh, through these subjects, through these topics, I try to be able to talk to people and to invite them that together we'll develop this understanding that needs to be developed in truth based on the order of the living God. That will help us to a degree to submit to the word of the living God, to submit to the Holy Spirit. That will help us at least to start this process of alignment between mind, heart, soul, spirit. At least to try to align them. And uh, this alignment will never be made possible through our own human capability under the influences and the power of this world. But the Spirit of the Living God, He can help us to align all these elements of life that have their own identity mind, the human mind, is its own identity. Yes, authority, the human mind, can produce executive functions that will operate our movements. Our mind is own identity. Our heart is also identity entity of its own and the power of the heart is powerful the power of the heart many times cannot be understand through a logical or understanding feeling or emotion so that's why the man of God was crying to God to say God you search my heart you see what's into my heart. Based on my feelings, based on my emotion, based on my willpower that I wanted to know God, I wanted to love God, I'm doing my best. But I see when the man of God recognizes 
the weakness that he has, he comes before the Almighty and says, God, you search my heart. And then, in another part of the world, the man of God cries, say, you ask that we might serve you. You ask for holiness. Would you, would you release your word into my secret heart? So here it goes even deeper. A heart, a secret heart. Now we understand the functions of the mind. We understand the function of the heart. We understand the functions of the spirit and of the soul. And I pray that God will help us to submit to the world, that He will help us to align them as much as possible, because the more we align our mind, heart, spirit, and soul, the more we're going to get closer and closer to the center line of our life's balance. Many times I say, what is the center line of my life's balance? What is the center line? Is it a, a place? or my life can become balanced by the Spirit, by the Word, by the will of God. Because as long as we are unbalanced, we can be very dysfunctional in our lives. And we can uh, proclaim, we can declare many, many things. The point is not what we can declare, the point is what God declares about us. And we can go even more further in order to be able to perceive to a small degree the understanding that requires, hallelujah, to come to trust the Lord in the midst of everything that's happening around us. Only so much and so many substitutes. And I said that people that are in pain, people that are struggling, people that are suffering, people that are searching for something in their life, they are searching because they are in pain, but they become vulnerable and they become prey to other people that at the expense of a broken heart. They try to establish themselves. At the expense of the broken heart, they try to establish themselves, their foundation, their little kingdoms. I call them their little playgrounds. And many times, you see how those playgrounds are taking a foothold on the churches, supposed to be the churches of the Almighty God. And then all these churches, all these movements, all these manifestations, they sprung and they grow forward at the expense of the brokenness of humanity. 
and I say we need to repent. We need to come before the Almighty God and humble and say, Oh God, forgive us. And we can go even deeper than that. The motives of our hearts, the motives of our minds, the desires, the power for control. Many times say, when, uh, when you pray for someone, someone that comes say, pray for me. I'm going through this in life. I'm suffering, I'm in pain. How do you feel? You feel a little better? Do you feel a little bitterness of someone with a broken heart? Someone that is down? You feel that you have an extra strength somehow? Do you feel good about it? Or do you become broken with the someone that is broken? Or do you cry with someone that cries? Or you just try to manipulate for your own benefit, regardless what's the name of the benefit? To enlarge your little kingdom? To accumulate more money? To have a name? Regardless of the benefit, how you react around you will define who fuels the information, the revelation of your character as a human being. But that's why developing the much-needed understanding in order to be able to further explore this powerful and complex interconnection and their true functions and their true meaning of their expressions and existence of our minds, heart, spirit, and soul. That they are all very active, moving and expressing themselves within us, expressing their impulsive, their signals, their information around us. And that have the power to truly influence and to mold our character as a human being. But those informations really can define the stage of our health as an overall health and the expression that we carry on this creation of the Almighty God. I pray that God will, will help us to come back to the world that will change us, that will sanctify us. You know that the Word of God will sanctify us and will cleanse us and will help us and will give us understandings that require to connect back to the foundation of the world of the living God. I say that many times the desire of the, of, the, of, the, of the heart, the feelings and the emotions that are at times so powerful, they really 
can affect the health of our soul, the health function of our spirit. And that's why that if this alignment is not in order, we'll become very dysfunctional because the desire of my heart is to love God with 100% of all I am. But what about the desire of my mind that can be corrupted by the surroundings? It can be corrupted even by the one search for power. So now, my heart wants to feel the presence of the Almighty God. But my mind wants to have control over others. How do you feel about that? And all this becomes a fight between the emotions and feeling of the heart and between the understanding and thoughts of the mind. And I say that this fight is a very unhealthy fight that can be a very internally fight that will affect our living soul and our spirit. And we have to understand, one day you will stand before the Almighty God. Mind, heart, spirit and soul. On that day, we're going to stand before the Almighty God. An alignment, hallelujah. On that day, the heart will not be able to justify its emotion feelings. We cannot say before the Almighty God, the heart, Oh God, I, I wanted to. I wanted to love you with everything that I am. But I could by bypass the strength of my mind. What about the, the mind? The mind is reading the world. It produces thoughts. Say, I want to grow at the presence of the Almighty God. And my mind is 100% ready to love God. There's going to be a day the mind cannot justify, say, I wanted to, but the feelings and the emotions of my heart overpower me. And that was dysfunction because I never realized the importance to align all my eternal elements of life with the word of the living God. That's what I'm trying to say. There is no alignment without the word of the living God. There is no alignment without the power of the Holy Ghost. Here comes substitutes. When someone is dysfunctional, and they come with all other substitutes, because they have a glimpse of a requirement of an alignment for a better function, overall functions 
as a human expression on the creation of the Almighty God. And they come with all kinds of substitutes. Maybe they will be able to bring them into alignment. And uh, it might seem good, it might make them feel good, temporarily. But I will never carry no water. You will never be able to satisfy the desire and the cry of a soul. So here it comes. If people will try at any cost to align their feeling, emotion of the mind, heart, and spirit, how this alignment or how this disalignment can affect the health of our soul. Another thing I want to express a few thoughts. We have to understand everything around us is temporary. Life in itself on this earth is on a temporary assignment. But it's going to be a day and no one escaped that day when we're going to pass the threshold of uh, the eternity. And uh, it's very important to understand that our living soul will be eternal. And you're going to spend eternity in one place. But we do want to spend the eternity in the presence of our everlasting Father, the one that created us. Because, see, we have a Father that created the first man, Adam, and his image and his likeness. So here comes the power and the love of the Almighty God, and He created us. But here comes the power and the deceptions of darkness that try to manipulate and to corrupt us. And I'm trying to tell people are sometimes say, if God exists, why this happen? I'm trying to say, listen, He that created you, He will never manipulate you. God is not playing no games with the soul of the humanity. God in His grace and His mercy, He gave His only begotten Son to restore the soul of humanity. And here I'm trying to tell people, God is not playing no games with our eternity or with our everlasting life, with all our living spirit. But there is someone that will try at all cost to take us away from the presence of the Almighty God. And for that, we really need to come to the protections of our everlasting Father. It doesn't matter that someone believes or someone does not believe. God is the everlasting Father. If someone accepts or someone is rejected, doesn't change. Doesn't change the fact that God is the creator of everything that we see.
on this that you don't see. Sometimes on this journey of life, we are really exposed to many things that come against us. But uh, how can we be protected by the things that comes from our side towards us? Or we cannot even protect what's happening inside of us. And I'm trying to emphasize on the process of alignment, center line of our life's balance, because if you get stronger by the power of the Word, by the power of the Holy Spirit, internally, you might be able to protect externally. That's why he says someone, and the Word of God says that someone that can conquer himself, his own mind, his own heart, his own emotion, feeling, and desires. They conquer all. You have to understand. Walking in a dysfunctional life, away from the world of the living God, following the desire of your heart, following the 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 power of your thoughts that can be influenced at the root and you already are exposed to interpret the information that you receive through a different perspective of life. And let's say just a few moments, a few words about the importance of the alignment of our mind, heart, spirit, and soul. We can go further, maybe in some other little times. I'll be able to talk to you about even the, the importance of our eyes, of our ears, of our nose, our feelings, because you see, we have many examples in the world of the living God that say that we can see, but if you don't understand what we see, because of our understanding is corrupt, you cannot perceive what we see. It still produces error. Many times, people we heard them all around us. I say many times. I saw what I saw. I heard what I heard. When you come to the things of God, they become irrelevant because what you see and what I see, what I hear and what you hear can be exposed to a corrupt interpretation and to a pre-perception that was molded and got a hold of the foundation of a human being. 
based on your environment, based on your cultural experience, even based on your own experiences. Your experience can mold your expression of life. So, our experience, you'll never translate into the absolute of the Almighty God. Because through my experience, even if it's true to me or true to you, it does not make it absolute truth. It may become a temporary truth that can benefit, but it will never translate into eternity. Because what was true to me today, or to you, for the Father Mara, tomorrow might be absolute. Tomorrow might be gone. The truth of today may not last to become a truth of tomorrow, if it makes sense. Because today my truth became true to me based on my environment, based on my surroundings, based on who I am. But tomorrow, if my surroundings change, my truth will change with that surrounding. So I'm trying to ask you to come with an open mind, to really focus, to understand. It's good to live life. It's good to have experience of life. But when your experience becomes your God, and you still try to follow that experience, you will bring you to error. Because you see, uh, uh, the truth can be altered, can be preconceived, preperceived. The truth can be projected. When none of this applies to the absolute truth of the Almighty God. Rejoice with the saints. Have a good time. But understand that we are temporary in the journey of life. On this journey of life, on this temporary stage of our existence, there's a fight. It's a real fight. And our living soul is an enemy. Sometimes we are looking in the wrong places, but we have to start digging inside of us because maybe on this fight for the very salvation and survival of my soul, of our souls, one of the best, the, the great enemy can be our own mind that can produce thoughts that were influenced and altered by powers. Our worst enemy at times can be our own heart, 
that can produce feeling, emotion, will, willpower, and desires that can hurt us. And our own spirit, if it's not calibrated and brought to the connection of the spirit of the living God, can really damage us. Because, see, the spirit search and wants spirit. And the, one, the spirit wants to experience the things of the spirit. If it's not careful, it can tap into a completely different spiritual realm than the one that was presented by the power, the grace, the love, the faithfulness of the Almighty God. And we have to address those things. We have so many examples in the world of the living God. And I, I had another message. I talk about that revelation, confirmation and manifestation and from the very beginning, God and His in His mercy. When He involved Himself dealing with the soul of the humanity, He established a template. And He never deviated from that template, the way He worked with the humanity, to the people that trust in Him. And here comes, as a short example, God and His grace in His mercy. He revealed himself to Moses before there was any calling, before there was any manifestations, before there was any situations of life, I can say, first thing God revealed to Moses. He said, I am the God of your father. I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Come revelation. And that revelation was produced, hallelujah, by God Himself. And He identified, I am the source of this revelation. And I'm trying to tell people in these times this is not a joke, this is not a playtime. Even if churches became playgrounds, will be irrelevant to the salvation of our souls. This is a serious matter. And I'm telling people that are just riding the waves of new revelations, manifestations, things that feels very good at the level of the flesh, but never satisfy the pain and the hurting of the soul. I say, if any revelation that will come, every new manifestation that will come, if you don't know the source of that revelation, at least have a question mark. At least ask. At least go back to the world. At least humble before God. Because you see, the template established by God comes revelation, confirmation, manifestation. And here we see many, many things that are happening around us. And they call these revelations, whatever they want to be called, irrelevant.
but they are producing manifestations that were never confirmed by the world. And never mind being confirmed, they were never revealed who was the source of that new wave of revelation that came and encapsulated the soul of the humanity. And look, I say many times, our feeling is, is good to a point. I cannot overweight the weight of salvation. And here comes the topic of alignment. Let's align ourselves, starting from Kenas. Let's try to understand the word of the, of the living God at the level of the mind. But do not hold it here. Let the word come down from your mind to your heart. And then at the process of the heart is a process. But not let the word just remain this process. Allow the word to come down to the depths of your soul, to dwell at the level of your soul. Many times people are saying, going around, say, we are not about religion. We are all about relationship, which is good, a relationship is good. But I say that if you bypass that power of religion, establishments, rules and regulations, and uh, you overgrow that, say, I don't even know all these rules and regulations, I don't need all these establishments because I'm in the relationship with Christ. But uh, I want to ask a sincere question. I ask myself, and I ask those that are listening to me, how many years you are in this relationship? How many years do we expect to remain in this relationship? Because you see the way I'm coming from. I understand that the relationship is a stage, but it's a temporary stage. And then uh, you have to go deeper into trust. You have to consummate that relationship and trust and God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost. And that consummation is at the level of the soul of the spirit. Because you see, even the natural realm of expressions of our life, if someone is engaged for like say, five, 10, 20 years, it's kind of weird. They say, you've been engaged for uh, 10, 20 years. You've been in a relationship for 10, 20 years, and you never had the power to build that trust, to consume, to consummate that relationship at the level of the trust, 
So here I'm trying to say, religion to a degree is good, relationship is good, but I need to grow all of them, to outgrow them into a trust marriage that I dwell on Christ, and Christ dwells in me. Because there will be a day, the way I say Sunday, when I was a message, and the music will stop, and the drums will stop, and the noise will stop, and then I'll be me and my career, and then I'll be you and your career, face to face. And for that day, it's important to pay attention to the word of the living God. It's important to pay attention to the voice of the Holy Ghost that called you, say, come. You don't have to stay in that distress of life, that turbulence of life. Come. And Jesus Christ, he made a calling one day. And actually he didn't call, he said, shout. Say, come to me, all of you who are weary. Come. And I'll give you for free to drink from the spring of living water. This is the what matters the most. Answer the call. Allowed the word, the Holy Spirit allowed to work in your life. And you'll be well. Put my soul on it also. Thank you so much for allowing me to share and few words this topic of the express thoughts. Think that I pray to God to help me to continue to bring them before you. And uh, I also pray that uh, you get involved. You can email if you have any topics that you want to talk about. You can email, say, I want to talk about some topics. And at a later time, I'll make opening to have guests over to talk about the life applications of lives, the reality of life, based on the power, authority, and the reality of the world of the living God that will never deviate. You'll never shake, and you'll never move. And uh, in closing, I want to say that God will bless you. God be with you, surround you. But in the midst of all, in the time of shakiness, when everything seems to shake around us, I invite you, come to the place that will never be shaken. Come to the embrace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that died for you. He laid down his life at the Calvary cross. He shed his blood to cleanse our sins. And he allowed the power of the Holy Ghost to 
come to comfort us, to be with us, to teach us. And another thing he says that to remind us the word of Christ. Be blessed. Have a blessed evening or morning, wherever you are. But remember on the things that matter the most. And I leave you with this express thought. What matters the most is the eternal salvation of our soul. By the power, grace, and the mercy of the Almighty God. In the name of Jesus Christ, surrounded, encapsulated by the power of His Holy Spirit. Be blessed. God bless you all. Until next time, Mike Iliway, Express Thoughts. Be well. Be blessed. Remain.